Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Perek Hey, Pasuk Aleph, the Naaman Sar Tzava Melech Aram Hayam. And we are going to go into now an international phase of the Nisan that Elisha is in the midst of performing. We've seen him do it on a military basis for Israel in the defeat of um, Moab. We've seen him do extremely individual Nisim for the Isha Hashinamis, for his Talmidim, for a, uh, a woman who was an Almana that was being oppressed uh, and endangering her children uh, because of Yehoram. That he performs a naysay, and now we're going to see a nays done for the uh, general of another nation. And it's almost time to discuss, but not now, the general nature of the nisim. I think Steve asked an excellent question yesterday on what's the purpose, what's the logic, uh, what are we trying to accomplish with the nisim? Uh, and we're going to discuss it maybe tomorrow. But for now, the basis of the nace is to form a Kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. If somehow we achieve through a miracle a realization by not only Israel, but the world, that there is a God that is ruling this world and that is taking care of both the kings, the generals, the, uh, the widows, the orphans, etc. And it is all as its end game to achieve a recognition of this Kiddush Hashem, and hopefully we'll speak upon that at greater length. For now, we start with Pasuk Aleph, the Naaman Sar Tzava Melech Aram Hayah. Naaman was the top general of the nation of Aram, which at the time was probably the most powerful nation in the region. Ishkodol Lifnei Adonav, he was considered a great man, Nisoponim, highly regarded, Kivon San Hashem Aram, because through him, Hashem gave salvation or victory to the nation of Aram. He was a tremendous, valorous, fearless soldier. Metzora, one word. But he suffered from Tzaraz. So let's see, how did Hashem give him Shua for Aram? You will recall in the battle that Ahab has for Ramot Gilad, which was against Aram, we saw 400 Nevi'eh Sheker false prophets tell him, go ahead, you can't lose. And one Navi Emes told him, if you go, you are the only person not coming back alive. Everyone else will be miraculously saved. You will be dead. And what happens, as we remember, is that Ahab goes even in disguise. So no one will be able to say he's the king or tell that he's the king. And somehow a warrior from Aram haphazardly fires his bow and arrow into the crowd of soldiers and it strikes Ahab going right through the splits in his armor, killing him. Who was the archer? 
both Rashi, Radak, the other Mephoshim say it was this Nama. That Nama was the one who was able to kill Achav again through a miracle and win the day for Aram. Now, Pasuk Beis. Oh, no, yeah, Mitzorah. He was a leper. As a basic principle, non-Jews do not acquire or catch Saras in the sense that Saras is as a Jewish malady. The Jewish principle is that it is not a medical condition. Nowhere in the treatment of Saras in the Torah is a doctor ever called in. It's the Kohen. This is opposed to what other people get, the medical condition known as Saras or leprosy as we define it. And so Naaman is really uh, a victim of leprosy. It is not, again, the biblical condition which comes as a basis of uh, uh, haughtiness, uh, lush and horror. This is a strictly medical condition, although there are Mephoshim who say that Naaman may have been an exception and gotten for those reasons that's to develop this biblical saras. But in any case, he's got saras. So since that war, Aram and Israel were in a state of peace, of relative tranquility. But occasionally, they would go out bands of like freelance vigilantes, 100 or 200 at a time, would capture people, would capture produce, whatever it was, by and on one particular trip, they took hostage a uh, Israelite Nara Katana. Nara Katana is really a man in opposition. A Nara is someone who is a girl over the age of 12. A katana is under the age of 12. You cannot be both. So what is a nara katana? Here some of the fortunes say that she was a katana, but as we're gonna see, had the wisdom of an older girl. Some say she was a uh, katana, and nara is a place. It's a geographical designation of a small village in Israel. In any case, she's captured and is given to Aishas Naaman as a household servant. She serves in the home of Naaman. Batoma Rilberta, and she says to her mistress, Achale Adoni Lifnei Hanavi with regard to this terrible Saras condition, why not? encourage him to go to a Navi, a prophet which we have in Shomron, which of course would be Elisha. And then he will be an interesting bird, safe. he will be gathered in from his leprosy. And that is the word we use in the Torah, but a person has to go throughout all the three camps and live in isolation until the Kohen pronounces him fit to return to society. And it says, He will then be gathered to his people. And so that's what she's saying. Let him seek out the advice of the Navi we have in Shomroth. 
So Naaman goes and tells his king, This, and he calls her a Nara, uh, is her advice to me. What do you think? The king is thrilled with the advice. He's delighted. And I will personally write a letter of introduction for you to the king of Israel. He takes 10 talents of silver, 6,000 um, begot in 10 changes of clothes as a gift. The king of Aram's letter arrives to the king of Israel, Yehoram, and it says, Simultaneous with this letter from me arriving to you, I have sent my servant. And you will save him from his leprosy. The assumption is that naturally Yehoram knows Elisha or relates to Elisha and will see to it that Naaman gets to Elisha. Presumably with the king making the introduction, Naaman will get the best possible medical care. However, when Yehoram reads the king's letter, he tears his clothes in mourning. Why? The king is telling me that I'm to cure someone from his leprosy and bring him back to full health. How can I do? Yehoram, first of all, doesn't even make the connection to Elisha. So far gone is he down the road of Avodah Zorah. Moreover, he hates Elisha. He has no use for he has no regard, he has no respect. He didn't even make the connection that they're talking about taking to Elisha. Rather, he thinks that he is being set up. That's why he rips his clothes. Uh, he is setting me up for battle. I failed to do that. He is going to invade and kill me. That's how Yehoram's mind makes the connection. However, there's a network, and Elisha, being a Navi, certainly hears about this. That Yehoram tore his clothes in mourning. He sends a message. He said to him, Why are you tearing your clothes? Let him come to me. And he will know that there is a Navi in Israel. Um, that it, again, for the Kiddush Hashem of it, by Yovam Naman Basusa, and so he does, he directs Naman there, Naman arrives in full retinue with all his chariots, his horses, the Rochro, his uh, entourage, 
And he comes before the humble house of Elisha. You can only imagine the scene, this general arriving there with the whole retinue in front of this humble little house. Elisha doesn't even come out of the house. He sends a messenger, Lemo, to tell him. Go, rinse or uh, immerse yourself seven times in the Jordan River, and you will see that you will become healthy. Is this like the basis for the Christian baptism? It sounds very much... Like, you know, these born-again Christians? Interesting question. That was the basis for baptism. Homework. We'll get you an answer on that. Could very well be. Could very well be. So, um, he is told seven times in the Yardin. Interestingly enough, it's counterintuitive. The Yardin is very cold and could be very uh, injurious to someone who has Saraj. But the, the point is, he doesn't come out. He doesn't greet this five-star general. Vayichtov Naman blows his sack, as it were. He is furious. He doesn't come out. He doesn't call in the name of his God. He doesn't even look, examine with his finger where the saras is. Or alternatively, he doesn't raise his hands to the base hamikdash to where his holy temple is in order to seek. A, a cure, but well, a to see that I am cured in the Masorah's cure. Again, total anger. Hello, Tov, Amona, Upirpar, Naharos, Damesek, Nikomi, Me, Israel. The rivers Parpa and the rivers Amona, which are in Damascus in Aram, are better than any river they've got in Israel. However, I can wash in them, which, by the way, the portion said, and this is the he did use all the rivers that were appropriate in Aram, but to Harti, by Yifen, by he goes off in total anger. By Yikshu Avadu, his servants now intervene. By Yidabru love by Yomru, Avi, they call him with respect, our father. Dover Vodol Hanavi Dibera Lecha, Halo Tase. And as the Radak explains it, uh, he told you to do something convoluted and complex. Wouldn't you do it? Of course you would. He's telling you, go bathe in the Jordan. What do you care? Go bathe in the Jordan. It's not that complicated. Uh, and therefore, they reason with him, but all he's saying is, wash, you will be cured. What's the risk? What's the downside? He does, he immerses himself seven times, as Elisha instructed, and lo and behold, his skin becomes the smooth skin of a, a, a teenager, and he is metahir, he is cured. 
Vayoshev Elisha Elohim, who he goes back, Namla. The whole Machanehu, the Yobo, the this whole group again, his entourage come before Elisha, Vayomer, he named Noyodati, he ain't Elohim, the whole Oretzki in Israel. He says, I know now there is no God in all the world, the equivalent of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And it's interesting, if you compare this language to probably the most famous convert of all time, Yisro, Moshe's father-in-law, he says, now I know that the Kaddish Baruch Hu is better than any other God. This is a much more enthusiastic, you know, disclaimer. He's saying there's no one. He says he's so far the best that has, etc. And it's a very interesting uh, difference in, the, in terms of what Yisro says. And now, take my tribute, my gift. And he says, God forbid I should take any gift. And he presses in Naman and he still refuses Elisha. He will not accept anything. Makes a very interesting request. Would you allow me to take Prodim would be like two wagonfuls of dirt. He wants the Adama from Eretz Yisrael. Because now I will make an altar with this dirt in Aram, dedicated to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to the exclusion. I will not even entertain worshiping any other god. And it's interesting that this haughty, very arrogant five-star general is asking, he makes the request, he could take it if he wants, he's asking could he have the dirt. He is a totally changed man. And now he has a a request for dispensation now from his religious observance. The Dover Hazeh, Yislach Hashem Labdecha, you must forgive me for what I'm about to tell you. When I go to the base Ramon with my king, that's the temple of Aram, to bow down there. He leans upon me. I support him physically. And I bow down in base Ramon. May God forgive me that I'm making the gesture just out of obedience to the king so that he leans on me to do just a simple bow. I don't mean it, but can I do it? And Elisha says, uh, Go in peace. And contradistinguished from when Elisha doesn't come out of the house, Naaman is a changed person. As the Mephoshim saying, Naaman is what we would call a ger tzedek, uh, where he is a convert, but is still only obliged to observe the Sheva Mitzvot B'nei Noach, the seven Noachite laws, and Vayelech Mito Kibrat Elisha accompanies him. 
at least a mile on his journey. So we see a totally transformed Naaman, a now a Ger Tzedek, and a miracle that has worked. Now Gehazi, who up till now has been sort of a bumbling, incompetent assistant to the Navi, takes a sinister and sinful change of direction, so much so that the Gemara is going to describe him as four hegyotim, not kings, but normal Jews who are banned from Olam Haba forever. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, um, Ad Khan.